0: Hey, Slap Nuts, can I have another one? <laughs> Thank you. Well, Cut that out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Slap Nuts? Really? Or
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, well, don't you wanna... know what? No, I was going to say, there's our
1: intro. <laughs> there's our intro. Hey, Slap Nuts, give me another one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Here's our fucking intro. Yeah, I'm good for that. Thank you.
1: Hey, Bubblers, and welcome to My Streaming Bubble. It's the podcast where I talk about the shows that I love with the people I tolerate. I'm your host, Jen, and today, Dozer and I are getting into the Christmas spirit with a classic Christmas tale with not one, but two unnecessary remakes, Black Christmas. Hey, Dozer. Wait a minute.
0: So there's the original and then two remakes. What about the other one?
1: What other one?
0: So after uh, the 2006 one, there was one. Yeah. There was a remake. I think it came out in 2008 or something. It was a uh, mer- uh, black triple X miss. I think I saw it on Pornhub the other day. And <laughs> to be fair, I only got about forty seconds in. So
1: that's really all you need. Am I right?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Damn you, dozer! You totally got me.
0: <laughs> I mean, if you haven't seen it, I can brush
1: you up on it real
0: quick. But like I said, I only saw the first forty seconds because, well, there was two minutes of crying after that. <laughs>
1: You got to make time for the crying. (laughs) So yes, we are here to talk about the, just the three non-porn versions of Black Christmas. So there's a uh, 1974, 2006, and 2019. So since we've got two of them that we're dealing with, I just want to kind of touch up on Remake versus reboot versus reimagining as we before we move forward. So, real quick, remake just that a remake of an older movie with very few changes. A reboot resets the continuity of an established film series. So, like Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, etc. Reimagining remakes with one big change. So like Ghostbusters, Roadhouse, like a gender bent or something like that. So wanted to get that up and out of the way. And so We're going to start with the 1974 Black Christmas. So spoilers for these three movies. A brief synopsis of 1974. A crazed unknown killer starts offing sorority sisters and making really obscene phone calls, which were all coming from inside the house. Black Christmas 2006. An abuse victim with jaundice breaks out of a mental institution and with the help of his sister daughter goes on a killing rampage and offs some sorority sisters. And 2019. Well, there's a sorority (laughs) and some of the sisters are off, but the killers are a bunch of like brainwashed dudes trying to preserve toxic masculinity. Then a bunch of final girls from other sororities band together. And there's a big battle of the sexes which the girls win, I guess. So that's 2019. (laughs) All right, let's start with the classic yeah let's start off on a
0: good foot yeah please. (laughs)
1: we'll end end this on a sour note oh yeah just what the listeners want so yeah 1974 black christmas what did you think um is this your first time watching it have you been i know i know we've talked loosely about it before um tell us your your experience with the classic
0: so I I do believe this was the first time I've I've ever seen. It. I being it's from '74, I'm pretty sure I may have seen it in passing before, but never really got into it or whatever. But yeah, watching it and actually sitting down and watching it, it I really did enjoy this, especially for the year it was out. I thought the story was amazing. Oh, maybe not amazing, but very good. Uh, I thought the writing was really funny and. Sometimes it took a while for those jokes to come back around, but goddamn did they get there and they were pretty funny. Mm-hmm. I thought the, the, the cast is, is, I didn't realize how many bigger names there were in that. Yeah. Which, is, which I was like, oh my God, Olivia Hussey, John Saxon, Mar- Margaret Kidder. I mean, geez. I, I, didn't, I totally didn't even realize it. So can I just say though that why is it always Silent Night in all these Christmas horror movies?
1: Like the Christmas song?
0: Yeah. It's like always silent night. It's, it's, it's never, you know, Santa Claus is coming to town or anything like that. It's always a silent night. I don't know. Cause that was on the
1: menu for, for
0: the DVD when I watched it. So. Oh,
1: okay. I don't know. Maybe it's just that, like, what is like that juxtaposition of like crazy murder and insanity. And then, but like the beautiful serene of the silent night during you know the christmas winter season where the snow covers everything and everything's so pretty so quiet until the murders happen
0: i don't know you see you say it like like you're actually like trying to be intelligent
1: about it but it probably came down <laughs> to something stupid like they couldn't get the rights to anything else so probably. it's like yeah, screw it. it always comes down to like the rights and shit so that's exactly. you're probably absolutely correct so
0: what about you? Is this your first take on the 70, uh, 74, right? Yes. Yeah, uh,
1: it is not, this is, uh, I I've watched, I watched this one years and years ago. I actually saw 2006 first. And then when I found out that it was a remake, then I went back and watched the original. I was like, Ooh, this one's way better. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was good to go back and, and rewatch it and everything. And yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a compared to the other two. It's a, it's done very well and I think it's done very so much better I like that we never see the killer we never know who he is it's just assumed it's Billy but he's never officially identified as Billy so I I just kind of love that it's very open like that so and how scary is that to like in a horror movie to never see the killer, to never really know who it was, know why they were doing it. That's some spooky shit. I, yeah. it It's kind of terrifying.
0: Yeah. I, I went, once the movie got over, I, I kind of felt like it was incomplete. I felt like uh, th- we don't know who this person is. We don't know if he's dead or alive or even if Billy's even his real name or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. just, they kill what's his nuts at the end. And then it's like, that's pretty much it. And, but it's like, I think it wasn't even at the end, you can still hear Billy laughing and all that stuff. Like right at the end, right just before the credits was they pan out from the house.
1: I think so. I know there was like the phone, the phone started ringing again, or a phone as the, as it was, yeah, panning back and closing out. And I think I read that it it rang like 13 times. So I'm not sure if that's significant just to the unlucky number 13, but because I don't remember I that number popping up. 13
0: lucky for me. I don't oh. call it unlucky.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, you How know superstitions. Get... Look at that. 13.
0: 13.
1: Is that a cowboy? Don't, don't shut,
0: shut up. Shut up. <gasps> They're playing tonight. And I got money on them. All right. So shut up. <laughs> shut up. It's the only reason why I'm rooting for them tonight. I got money on them. It's only four and a half. They better fucking cover it. I, I can't even believe you own one. The only, I'm only missing three jerseys right now.
1: Oh my God. All all
0: I'm missing is the two New York ones and the Carolina one. And the only reason I'm not getting the Carolina one right now is because it's not in my size right now. Can't get it in my size. Huh. And the other two New York ones look like shit. I'm not, I'm going to wait to see if they change them (laughs) next year.
1: Wow. You are a fucking nerd. (laughs) I am. I am. I love it. You silly Jack boys, you, but yeah. I know what you mean about how it feels kind of incomplete. And I I could definitely see that, especially if this is like your first time, you know, get kind of used to certain storytelling within horror movies. And this one answers like no questions. We don't even know if uh, Olivia Hussey's character lives or dies at the end. She's just sleeping in the, not even in in the the hospital. Yeah. In the bed. Yeah, and they everyone, just left her there unattended. They just left her there. The one guy's like, Oh, I'll stay here and I'll I'll watch over her until you know paramedics or her parents can show up. And then one by one, they all leave the house. And I'm just like, What the fuck are you doing? But yeah, then
0: well, it was the the uh the reason every the reason the doctor left anyway was because that the other guy, the the, the father of one of the girls bound up going into shock, so they had he had to escort the yep. guy and the, the the father and then the cop was driving him out. So that's why she was the only one there. But there was still a police officer at the front door when they left. Just nobody in the room.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But because then, yeah, someone, a, a body just walks by and shuts the light off. And I was just like, so then you're kind of left to think like, oh, Billy is alive and he's going to finish off in all the sorority because once that once like the cops and the doctor and everything left the house and they could see that one light is still on assuming that's a front-facing room oh yeah she's still unconscious <laughs> and knocked <Yeah>. out <laughs> so that was oh that was unsettling that was spooky I think I had read that when Olivia Hussey met Steve Martin for I, I don't remember what but he kind of went into a little bit of like um Celebrity like stargaze a little bit because he was like, oh, you know, I'm I'm a big fan of your work and you starred in one of my favorite movies and she's just kind of thinking it's probably Romeo and Juliet and he's like, no, Black Christmas. So the <laughs> fact that this is like one of Steve Martin's favorite movies, I I don't know, I love that we have such great taste, me and Steve. Do you suppose that part of the other reason though
0: that we never necessarily find out who Billy is? I mean, I think they this is this is pretty much considered the first slasher movie in the genre. And so because like there was no real precedent set on having, you know, like a Michael Myers or Jason Voorhees or, you know, some predominant um, person playing a villain, like this was just kind of off the cuff and it really, really worked. Cause I feel like, like you said, because you don't know who it is, It's really different because I'm trying to think, and I don't know if you know any off the top of your head, are there other slasher
1: movies that you just don't know anything about, about the killer? I've been, I've been trying to think about that and I could not, I was racking my brain and I could not come up with one. I I don't, I mean, other than something within the supernatural um, kind of storytelling, you know, where paranormal shit's involved no i don't think so there's only one that can
0: that sort of comes to my mind but i haven't seen it in like 20 years and i think it's called like maniac or something like that not maniac cop but maniac it's it's a real obscure movie one of my when i i saw it when i was in korea our chemical nco had like this really shitty bootleg v- movie uh vhs of it i mean understand it was a crappy movie, but it was pretty goddamn entertaining. And I, I want to say in that one, you still never figured out who the killer really was. That's the only one I can think of
1: off the top of my head. And I still might be getting that wrong. Yeah. I can't, I can't think of any, nothing that, and especially nothing that's like as big as, you know, like this movie or even like our eighties horror movies, nothing that really like stood out. No, I don't know, but I, I, I love it. And I kind of wish they would go back to that a little bit more, you know, kind of not knowing who the killer is or still having the the killer possibly loose. I just, I love just having that. So the unknown of that and then being scared.
0: Do you suppose they could have done a sequel to it with that? And maybe kept still the same premise of it, like never, like even at the end of the second one. Maybe they give you a little bit of an idea of who it is, but that's pretty much it. Just still more speculation
1: and still no not knowing anything. You think that would have worked as maybe a sequel? I don't know. I think I think even for like the 70s, for there to be a sequel, people would probably expect to have the killer named or you know, get to see see them at the very least, like named. So I don't know if it would have been received well, just based on audience expectations. I don't know, because as a fan, I, I think I'd be kind of torn on that. You know, and that's like, kind of how I was feeling too. But it, I think if it if they had done another sequel in the late '70s or even like early '80s, kept a very similar premise, maybe at the very least confirmed that this is it's some kid named Billy or something done well enough, it still might've worked. Would it have to still be,
0: and I'm going to use it in air quotes, Billy, or could it just be somebody else using the moniker Billy? So it wouldn't even necessarily be the same person.
1: Oh, I don't know. Cause then, then I kind of dip into like the copycat killers and stuff like that. And they always have their kind of own vision of what the original killers motives or anything were. So I feel like that could get really muddy and not not work well because then if it finds out that it's like a copycat then it's I don't know that's, that's not as scary to me because even though if they did a copycat killer but we still don't know specifically who it is just someone that picked up the moniker Billy and making the obscene phone calls it would almost be like why why create like another unknown type character when they're already one that was had existed
0: you know what I mean I get what you're saying, but I'm I'm just thinking because Hollywood likes to fuck a lot of that shit up, that's pretty much <laughs> what they would wind up doing, I'm assuming.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, they love fucking shit up.
0: I guess we I guess I shouldn't say that for back in the 70s and early eighties, but definitely today they would. Well oh, yeah. We'll get wow. to where, yeah, they did yeah. in 2019.
1: <laughs> and we'll talk about that in a minute. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I kind of like that this one never had like an official sequel. It's always kind of refreshing to just have like that single standalone horror movie that doesn't answer any questions. It doesn't drag anything out, and you're just kind of left feeling like, "What the fuck?" I'm, I'm uncomfortable. I think you know, maybe. It... Yeah, go ahead. go ahead.
0: I was going to say it reminds me kind of like of John Carpenter's The Thing in eighty two.
1: Yes. yes! We need to do the goddamn things because you planted that shit in my head like oh, that's a month ago. Next, whatever yes. we do,
0: that's the next one. because
1: I'm, yes. I'm, 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 I'm I'm itching to do that one too. Oh my god, I'm I yeah, I'm excited to do that one. So please, for the love of God! <laughs> oh that, yeah, that's that's already uh, that's already been decided. It's yes. going to be our next one. That's
0: already going to be because I'm I haven't seen the original yet the old 50 57 or something like that i forget what you i haven't seen that one but i've seen the two after but but i'm looking forward to that
1: you know i'll even rewatch the original again just just to kind of have that comparison but anyways we'll we'll go through all that sorry sorry i'm just yeah so yeah 1974 black christmas it's a classic it's one that should be on everyone's holiday rewatch list (laughs) Classic Christmas tale, and it yeah it was rated R I believe yes.
0: But even for rated R, I mean this, I don't want to say the special effects were like terrible. I mean for especially for seventy four, and I for, I just had it up the the budget that they actually or they what they actually had on it. Yeah, it was just north of half a mil, but it wasn't it wasn't even that gory. I, I the only thing I can think of that would have given it the rated R uh, rating. Is the phone calls and especially for the time, the conversation between, uh, Olivia Hussey and her boyfriend, Mm -hmm. especially in the beginning when they started first talking that, that those are the only two things I can actually think of that would have given it the rated R.
1: And then I think I had read that they wanted to air this one like on TV, like on Christmas, but people did not like that idea. So they pushed it back. I think maybe a couple of days but definitely later at night. So just the idea, maybe even in the seventies of a killer, cause yeah, a, there's not a lot of deaths happen actually on screen. It's not like 2006. So a yeah. lot is actually left to your imagination and the way it's filmed, it does a very, very good job where you can kind of create what's going on the power of your imagination.
0: Well, even Um, the first kill was actually pretty, pretty intense and good. I thought, I mean, it's as simple as it was with just the, uh, the, the, uh, what was it? The plastic dry cleaning bag.
1: Yep. Maybe even just the visual of the girl with the bag on her head in the, in the chair, very, Mm -hmm. uh, kind of reminded me of like a, a bit of psycho Norman Bates type stuff with the rocking chair and everything. Uh, the house mom, the way she goes, I mean, we, again, we don't see it, but she's yanked up or no, she gets hit in the head with the thing. And then she's pulled up through the attic door trap door. Yeah. I mean, you get to see the aftermath,
0: but let's face it. The, the, the effects weren't all that to write home about.
1: So maybe it's just because of the number of victims. I I don't know. Or, and the phone calls. And I think it's more or
0: less the phone calls slash conversation that, Mm -hmm the she had with her boyfriend but and i and I and we'll get into that but i kind of want to go into that towards the end when we do 19 because i feel like i was going to ask you a question about it and then i started thinking about it so we'll, we'll go into
1: that a little bit more well and then one later. thing i read about that conversation between uh because olivia hussey plays jess right mm, yes okay correct um so many names so many characters between the three movies and that's um, the
0: problem they don't even keep the same
1: one half the time so it's no. like now you got to remember who the hell's who yeah which I'm sorry was did not happen for me so it's yeah too many people I didn't either but I had read that uh um Olivia hussey and like the character that she has those conversations with it wasn't and uh Bob who wrote Bob Moore I can't remember shit, but who like directed it and did a lot of the rewrites uh, to the original kind of screenplay or whatever uh, version of the script? They basically said that that it was just it's just filler and it wasn't meant to be any kind of like statement or commentary or anything like that. So according to like I think the director and the actress, they're just like we weren't out to make any kind of big statement about yeah. rights or anything like that. So which I thought was really interesting because you do kind of when you hear those conversations you kind of think like yeah women's choice and all that you know and good for her choosing choosing her life over marrying this dude so but I mean that was also kind of the way the world was shifting at that time as well so why not have just that aspect of life reflected in in media so but I thought that was kind of interesting that they're like "No." That wasn't on purpose. It's it was just filler. It's like, well, that's very interesting, filler that y'all decided to use. See, now I
0: call bullshit on that because to me, that's almost that's almost like most of the story right there. Other than the fact you got Billy, you've got her boyfriend who goes who literally breaks down at the notion of the news. And then I mean, granted, he's because I think the phone call started before he found out about the news anyway. And so but it but it always kept implying, like, John's, uh, John Saxon's character always thought that it was still him. And mm-hmm. now that he knows all that stuff, you know, that gives him more motivation to think so. So, to me, for them to just say that's filler, to me, that's almost all motivation
1: right there. Oh, well, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. I, and I didn't go looking for, like, the interview that they had supposedly said, and then I streamed it. So I didn't have um, any special features or anything that may have included that or indicated that. But I I thought that I did. Like I said, I thought it was kind of interesting that that's an interesting filler to choose. Yeah. So maybe they're just trying to be coy and downplay it and not come out and be like, yes, we were making a statement and then have to deal with any of that kind of. I don't want to say backlash, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that sounds actually probably
0: like they wrote it as part of the storyline. Somebody probably got their, their underwear in a bunch and they were like, well, no, no, no. It was just supposed to be filler. It wasn't meant like, but like I said, it was, it seems like it was just as integral. Mm-hmm. Inter-
1: in integral, oh. integral, no integral. Nope, damn it. <laughs> Important. Thank you, there we go. Thank you. Screw it. Yeah. We'll, we'll just porky yeah. pig our way through it. It's fine. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, that's all folks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, was, it just seemed like it was that much more of an important part for, it, for them to just write it off as filler. So,
1: But now I'm wondering, because John Saxon came in kind of at the last minute to play that role. They had a different actor all set up and lined up to play the role of the, the police officer that uh, John Saxon played. They ended up not being able to work with the original actor because once he flew in, um, he started showing signs of dementia. And they're like if there were no Ooh. outside scenes then we may have been able to pull it off and they said that um if john saxon hadn't stepped in and picked up the role then the no mo- the movie wouldn't have been made i think i do remember hearing about that so maybe once they got john saxon they did some rewrites i don't know but thank you john yeah <laughs> for, for saving the day <laughs> for saving christmas
0: well you're gonna have to speak a lot louder He's now he's no longer with us.
1: I got a Ouija board. All right. Fair enough. So, yeah, so it's it was good to see. And then like Andrea Martin is in it and she plays one of the sorority sisters, Phyllis. And I, I, I I remember I always saw her from like comedic things. So to go back and see her do like a horror movie was just kind of fun for me. It's all, you know, all young and everything. So it was, it's just always interesting when you see an actor that you associate with a certain genre, go do something else and it works. Oh,
0: absolutely. Oh yeah. Especially when it works, especially the two biggest names that come to my mind is, um, Leslie Nielsen, who used to be a dramatic actor for the longest time. And then just did a uh, naked gun just on a whim and absolutely nailed it.
1: Yes. Lovely. That guy. Oh, oh love that guy. me too. Then, Man, that was a sad day when he died. Oh, yeah. The, the world definitely
0: got a little darker that day. I'm not going to lie, too. Yep. And another one is Robin Williams being the yeah. com- funny guy comedian and then going dark. Yes. Like one hour photo. I think it was um, insomnia. And I mm-hmm. think, he, oh, if you've never seen World's Greatest Dad, that is that is really dark.
1: Oh, is it? Oh, I'll watch. Oh. oh, I yeah, Robin Williams. And that was really fun to watch him go from all these the funny family friendly to doing the dark. It was there was something very even the that idea in of itself is unsettling and creepy. You know what I mean? Like here's oh, something just oh yeah, so creepy. But I, I do remember one hour photo. That one I I didn't like it because it was spooky. Yeah, <laughs> it made it me was. uncomfortable. It-
0: Thank God we're in the digital age, so you don't have to go to a photo place anymore to have somebody
1: inspect all your photos. Oh yeah, yeah, and that was always always a concern. So, thanks for putting that on screen and like making it real. <laughs> what movie were we reviewing today? I'm not so sure. The things. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else on 1974 Black Christmas?
0: Well, one of the other one biggest things is um uh what was up with the whole little girl being killed in the park? Like what was that even about? Like it was just now if you want filler, that was it. They didn't do anything with it other than just to have an extra what 15, 20 minutes of dialogue and another scene out in the park? Like what
1: was what was the purpose of any of that? That is a damn good question maybe something to occupy the cops so that way i i don't know i never really thought of that but that is a really good question just another mystery maybe i don't know because we don't i don't fucking know (laughs) yeah now it pisses you off a little bit doesn't it now it does kind of piss me off god i was gonna i was ready to yell about one other about a different one but i don't know other than just like another mystery of You know these this creepy things happening at the sorority house and now a poor girl gets murdered and found like out in the park and everything just to kind of add to that uh fear and anxiety within the sorority house maybe but i i don't because it's never linked
0: it's never linked to billy it seems like it's kind of out of his mo anyway So it, 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 none of, and if you really wanted to distract the police, you could have had something else going on that took up less time. Mm -hmm. It just, they spent so much time on that. And I even looked to the wife after, after it was done and I was like, do you, what was the point of the, of the, of the girl in the park? And she just kind of, I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Her hot take. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that is, that is an annoyingly good question. Yeah, just I don't know. I guess I just kind of assumed just another thing to go on to make make the movie scary. An unknown killer now has killed this girl. Maybe just to kind of add, maybe maybe Billy wasn't working alone, or I don't know, just to add yeah. more mystery to it, just so I, I can get yeah. pissed off on my own podcast about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, there you go. You're welcome.
1: Well, so that's something I'll, I'll non for a bit, but, oh, one thing I did, I did read was that, uh, Bob Clark, that that's the, the director. And, um, he also helped produce the movie. He never wanted to sexualize the female characters. So he did it. Yeah. And I love that. Thank you. I thought that was, I thought that was a very nice, nice touch.
0: Well, we made the comment. And, um, we talked about that, uh, brief detail, brief detail. Yeah. Does that work? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> in, in uh, the Friday, the 13th remake that, you know what you want to pull a little, you know, some nudity fine, a little bit of sexy, you know, but you don't have to do like what they did in the remake. Yeah. But it, this movie really shows that you don't really have to do any of that Mm-mm. to still have a really decent, uh, slasher movie.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't need women to be, you know, half naked or naked and having sex for them to be vulnerable. They can be vulnerable in other ways. You know, Jess was vulnerable because of what she, her and her boyfriend were going through. Right. Also yeah. just the phone calls and everything. So yeah, no, I agree. I, and I, I was really happy when I read that and then kind of thinking about it, I was like, yeah, there was like no nudity and nothing of that sort that we've come to almost expect from horror movies Once
0: again, this be, yeah. Well, once again, this being pretty much the pioneer of it, you know, not, there was no precedent. So,
1: So, and then I also was kind of reading that, yeah, this is kind of considered like its first, you know, the first like slasher film, but no one's actually like slashed and killed on screen. So again, amazing what you can accomplish without having to go overboard. Exactly. So. Speaking of going overboard, let's get to 2006 Black Mirror. <laughs> oh, hold on. Hold on. Oh, hold okay. On. Okay. There is two other things
0: I wanted to, I wanted to just quickly bring up. Fine. That was me- a really good segue though. It was, but I wrote this down because I, I can't believe how smooth off the tongue it came off. It. I, and I forget who actually said it, but they were talking about uh, rapes or something in the, in the town. And one of the persons says, you can't rape a townie. Yes. I thought that was demented.
1: Yes. I think that also just kind of shows, and whether it was like intentional or not, like that's that's like a nice little snapshot of how things were, you know, like rape and assault and stuff like that were really kind of perceived and handled, you know, like in especially back in the day, like, oh, pff, that can't happen. And it's just, it's fucked up. Everything, things, some things were just so accepted and it was just like, yeah, that's just how it is you know like the one couple and the lady's like reporting her 13-year-old daughter missing he's like yeah saxon he's like what is it I'm not, you know un- like not normal for her to be gone for several hours she's like yeah and i'm screaming at the tv i'm like she's 13 yeah <laughs> and, and they're just like eh it's fine but i'm like okay so 13 in 1974 so there's still a little wildness but you're she's still just a little girl so i thought that was kind of so yeah between that line and a little bit of that scene and I think there was like another line kind of similar to the can't rape a townie, but that just kind of shows what was accepted and how things were handled and kind of just even just like dismissed, like, oh no, that's not a, that's not a thing that can't happen. 13 year old girls just disappear. It's fine. They don't report home for three hours, even though they always do. That's their routine. Mm -hmm damn
0: police and then the only thing i i I wrote down is what the hell somebody's got to explain this one to me just like the girl the girl in the park what the hell was up with mrs mac hiding booze everywhere like margaret kidder uh the character she played all she did was drink all over the house hell they even had a wreath with booze bottles on it what is she What does she need to hide all that booze for in the goddamn toilet tank and the book? And I I didn't understand it. Like everybody's getting drunk around you. Why
1: are you hiding it? I took it as like she is a serious alcoholic to the point where it's not just like, I'm going to sit around and have some drinks with some friends or, you know, with the girls or whatever, but to the point where, yes, she has to hide it. And, or maybe it's just her secret stash. She doesn't want any of those little bitches hitting her shit. So she hides them in things. And I don't know if you were a sorority house, mom or dad, you'd probably be hiding booze all over too.
0: I'd just be constantly drunk. I just wouldn't <laughs> even hide it. I'd just be like, yeah. Cause then you'd, like, to, then you'd have
1: to, then you have to remember I, where you hit them all.
0: Yeah. I actually did that once. I actually, <laughs> it wasn't booze though. I, when I, right before I left for Korea on my first, my first time in the military, I hid money all around my bedroom and it wasn't until i was moving out i started finding all of it and
1: i was like oh yeah i did put that there i did put that there
0: (laughs) i I don't know why i did it i just did it
1: nice surprise i don't know yeah i i just i just kind of chalked it up to she's just she's a boozer so even just sitting sitting around and having a drink with the girls still wasn't enough she needed her own secret stash so
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'd be one thing if I was, if I was the head of the, the frat boys, I mean, yeah, we could talk sports and stuff, but oh my God, if I had to run a sorority house, I would just be like, I am not listening to fucking what's going on in Instagram ever again. I'm, I'm done listening to you bitches. I'm just going to sit over here and get drunk. Just don't talk to me.
1: <laughs> Wasn't there a movie where like Tommy Lee Jones played like a sorority house dad or some shit? It sounds familiar, but I've never seen it. I've never seen it, but Now I kind of want to, because now I'll just picture you in that role. (laughs) Maybe grumpy, just Tommy Lee Jones grumpy. (laughs) Oh, I'd have him beat. I'd be, I'd be in there 10 minutes
0: and I'd be like, you know what? I'm just burning this place down. Screw it. End of movie. Yeah. (laughs) So speaking of Tommy Lee Jones, let's go into Black (laughs) Christmas 2006.
1: Amazing segue. That was perfect. (laughs) You're
0: welcome, by the way.
1: Oh, so what'd you think of this one? Is this your first time watching this one
0: yes yes it was um and i've always and, and to be fair to be i love huh? the cast in it overall like mm-hmm. i don't think they necessarily did a fantastic job in this particular movie but the cast i was lacey shambert just shut up and take my money just please <laughs> all right I'll, I'll i'll watch whatever you're in i'll watch your stupid hallmark movie i just put her on screen okay that's all wow I
1: like that's a lot of love
0: she's definitely top five if not second right now wow isn't she in your top five no what about you is this the first time you'd seen the well you know you said you saw the the 2006 first
1: yep so I probably saw it somewhere in like mid to late uh 2000 some I remember I watched it like through Netflix I think either DVD yeah probably DVD before the streaming stuff hit and I was just, I was looking for just a horror movie. I wanted something gory. I wanted lots of people to die. And that's, and that's exactly what I got. It's exactly what you get with this one. Now they really up the kills and I don't know, maybe I'm just getting soft in my old age, but some of them, I was just like, well, that that's gratuitous. That was (laughs) unnecessary. Whereas when I first watched it, I was probably like, yeah, like all for it. But it's, this one was, it's fine. I like this one. I, I don't hate this one at all. I could definitely like rewatch it. I, I like the gory graphic kills, except for maybe a few of them, but I'm, I can get over it. Yeah. I thought the cast was fine. I kind of forgot Katie Cassidy was in this one too. I will have to say she really annoyed me and maybe it was just like the pitch of her voice or something, but I was like, (laughs) oh my God, just. I was kind of disappointed that that she was the final girl.
0: <laughs> I am too, but that's only because I got a different horse in the race,
1: so. But yeah, I mean, so I watched it. I liked it just fine. Um, and then, yeah, then I went back and watched the original and I haven't really thought about this movie, the 2006 version, since. I do like that we got that backstory of Billy and everything. And uh, Bob Clark had actually written a backstory for it. And so, which was incorporated into the 2006 version. Now, not all the details about what happens to Billy or anything, but that, yeah, that he was abused by his parents. Um, I don't remember if there was a lot about Agnes, uh, in, in Bob's kind of original version, but yeah, that basically he's an abuse victim abused by his mom. And that's kind of what set him up to be a serial killer. And supposedly he's also modeled a li- the Billy character modeled a little bit after uh the serial killer Ed Kemper, yep, which I was like, yeah, I could see that. so what did you think of Billy's backstory?
0: I thought it was okay, like I think about the rest of the movie. It's not terrible, ain't great. I don't hate it, don't love it yeah, like i, I it always kind of seems weird to me that. And I and I guess I don't know how you would write it any other way, but that it's always you know they were abused by their parents or a family member or something like that, and it's you know it's they always saw like somebody brutally like his dad was killed, mm. and he had, you know he watched that and stuff like that. It for two thousand six, I feel like it even at that time, it's still like all right, we is this really is this going to be the cookie cutter for every sort of slasher we have now
1: mm-hmm.
0: like at yeah. least with michael myers i don't think he ever saw anybody died or was even abused he just had a neurological problem and wound up killing his sister so
1: yeah i i never got into the halloween movies so i don't know you No,
0: know, let's 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 not do a tangent on that one we've already done enough <laughs> tangents and i definitely don't want to do that one again
1: Yeah. I thought, I I hear what you're saying. Yeah. It's getting kind of tropey with the, the mommy issues, uh, the parent, you know, abuse victim and, you know, trying to what use that as like the excuse or some shit. It's like, sorry that happened to you, but get therapy. (laughs) Well, to be
0: fair. I mean, I think this is about as far or this is about as close to mommy issues as you'll ever get. Uh Uh-huh. Cause I don't, I'll let you talk about it. Cause I don't even really want to talk about that. I don't so even really want
1: to talk about it either, but so she, but- the mom has Billy and she doesn't, she hates, she instantly hates him. He has jaundice and she's just a bitch. His 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 bio dad was actually pretty nice and caring and could have been there. And I didn't understand how like his dad even ended up with her and like what happened, you know what I mean? Cause she was straight up fucking nuts. Oh yeah. So I don't, I don't understand that pairing. And then the fact that she found herself another man, but uh, there's someone for everyone, but yeah. So she has Billy, she hates Billy. She like crushes like a glass ornament in his crib and whatever. So then she, she has hooked up with some other man. They kill the bio dad in front of Billy. And then lock Billy locks himself basically in the attic. He runs away through the walls of the house. And he's pretty much hides out, lives out his life there. The mom is trying to get a piece from crazy weirdo stepdad and he's all too drunk and fucked up or whatever. So he can't get it up. So she decides to go upstairs to Billy. And then nine months later, she has Billy's sister daughter. It's so gross. It's so fucking gross.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not a sex scene or anything like that. It's just the idea of it. I
1: mean, there's, yeah, they don't get, they don't get gratuitous with that,
0: but they show
1: just enough to lead you there. And then obviously, you know, nine months later. So then she's, you know, the cuckoo mom's like, she's my family. Now she looks up, says to Billy through the ceiling. And then there was one Christmas where they're giving Agnes all the you know, a nice doll or something. And that's, I don't know. Billy decides to snap that day and attacks Agnes, but doesn't kill her, but then kills mom and stepdad and then makes people cookies. It's so gross. Yeah. And all I could think was like when he was taking like the, the Christmas cookie cutters and trying to cut, just push it into the flesh still on the body. My first thought was, it'd probably be a lot easier if you skinned them first.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Or you just use a knife or something. I can't imagine those things are going to be sharp enough to pierce the skin, especially, especially as fresh as the bodies were. So
1: exactly. So that's where they lost me.
0: Just kidding. That's where they lost
1: you. I was on board until that point. I was like, "Mm, unrealistic, but yeah. Yeah. So his whole backstory. Yeah, that's fine. It's I guess, but it really, I thought it kind of added that interesting twist with the sister daughter, with Agnes and actually incorporating Agnes as a character into this movie because we just hear the name drop in in 74. We hear like the crazy confused, screaming, crying and you know, what'd you do to Agnes? Where's Agnes? But then in this one in 2006, we actually get Agnes. We get a a young Agnes and then eventually a, a full grown Agnes. So what did you think about incorporating Agnes and in making her sister-daughter?
0: Um, well, the sister-daughter thing, I could have just been without. It could have just been <laughs> a sister. Mm-hmm. That, that would have been fine. And to be fair, when, in the beginning, when you, call, when, you, when, you, when you gave the synopsis for all three and you said sister-daughter, I'm sure people were like, what, what the hell is she talking about? So I feel like we had to clear that up. Yeah. Yeah. As far, <laughs> as, far as adding her, I guess, I guess the only thing I think, i thought about it was so you had the 74 that mentions her but like everything else in the 74 they don't ever go into detail about it period anyway so i feel like incorporating her more in this was to give the whole because you 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 were confused in the beginning because billy's still locked up but there are murders happening while he's still locked up Mm -hmm. so you wonder if maybe the movie's kind of like doing a uh a, a time skip a little bit like showing mm-hmm. what happened before and after or after and before then and so i feel like it was just because you still thought it was billy knowing if you knew anything about the movie going in and then it's kind of like the scream thing where you only think it's one but then it turns out to be two people in doing the whole thing and i felt like yeah okay fine it was because when did Sc- oh scream came out what 99 though
1: Ye- yeah
0: i think so i feel like yeah so it might have very like that sounds about right, and they've been doing that for a few years anyway, so I feel like maybe that's just kind of another cheap way to have a twist, I guess maybe
1: uh yep, scream came out in nineteen ninety six Oh, ninety six sorry yeah yeah with um with Agnes, I mean yeah, I agree it could have just been her sister or his sister. it didn't have to be the sister daughter thing they didn't have to throw in incest on top of rape and jesus christ and murder just yeah fucking, they just threw them all at us and we're just like oh, okay it's enough i only got like 90 minutes <laughs> and then i have to like mm-hmm. survive and live my life mm-hmm. so but i thought it was i kind of like that they they brought in and actually gave us an, an agnes so and then yeah she's she's doing she's killing off Some of the girls in the house as Billy's kind of making his way back, quote, home, because this was his home. That's that's been the thing between these first two movies is that the sorority house that these girls are in. This is where Billy grew up and people have it's been just kind of a weird place. People are just like, fuck this house. So he's coming home this year and he makes it. Oh, yeah. It's a homecoming holiday homecoming. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So Virginia even asked this uh, during the 2006 one. And she goes, there's only three of them. How? And, and if it's a sorority house, why is it? Ha- why would you buy a house that goddamn big? But there's only three. It's it's mom and dad and the son. That's it. It seems like an awful lot of house for just three people.
1: Yeah. But you know, the housing market was so different back then. I don't fucking know. <laughs> maybe the dad, maybe the bio dad was like really into like architecture and maybe he liked some of the wood work i don't sure to be fair it was a nice looking house i was impressed by it they the both both of them in the in both movies i thought were really very cool houses i i do love kind of older architecture and those older homes eclectic style or whatever um yeah so i part of the reason why i like these two movies is because of the house it's so big one like one thing i wrote down Uh, a couple of things I wrote down, but one real quick is when uh, Katie Cassidy's character is calling the police after they find a dead body of one of the sisters, the head rolls out of the vehicle. So she's calling, she calls the cops and she's like, we're pretty sure she was murdered. (laughs) Pretty sure. Just pretty sure. That's what you say about the decapitated girl you just found. Okay, yeah. you're pretty sure. No, you want the cops to show up. You'd be like, this bitch was murdered. Her head rolled out of the car. Someone is in the house. Help us.
0: Yeah, I mean, the only thing I, I could say about that is she didn't say it was a crash or anything like that. The car was perfectly still. It was in a parking spot, nothing, no exterior damage. So it's not like she hit a tree, the windshield cut her, cut mm-hmm. her head off or anything like that. No. So, so, <laughs> so yeah, I, I'd, be, I'd be saying, yeah, she got
1: murdered. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not, not pretty sure. And then the, uh, there was like another scene where um, Katie Cassidy and then the actress that played like uh, Claire's older sister. I really enjoyed her. I loved her, but they're like out in the garage now. And this is after Andrea Martin's character who now plays the house mom in this movie. So I love that they brought her back. Uh, This is right after she's been killed. She wasn't murdered, uh, but she, she died cause an icicle goes through her eyeball and there's all this blood and it, she dies right in front of like the garage door. So the blood all seeps into the garage and the one girl slips in it. And the, it's a big ass puddle of blood. And now you're gonna try and push the garage door open. Honey, look, if you slip mm-hmm. in a big ass puddle of blood and you can't push the garage door open, then your house mom's dead body is probably blocking it. And you might wanna find another exit.
0: Exactly.
1: I, I, <laughs> so again it's just kind of a fun fun to kind of pick at it too this movie because there's i think a lot of those little moments so i enjoyed this one though some good fun kills although one thing that they overdid is in the original black christmas the only time we ever actually get a tiny glimpse of the killer is his eyeball through like a hole in the wall or whatever that um uh, Jess sees Olivia Hussey's character. They threw that eyeball shit in every fucking chance they got in this movie. And I'm like, this is getting played out and tired. You overdid it. That's kind of what made one of the things about the original that made it scary is because you don't see him, you don't know him. And then only an eyeball. And ah, now we're seeing that goddamn jaundice fucking eyeball everywhere. It just, it got, it got to be just kind of corny after a while, seeing his cornea. <laughs> Sorry. That was last minute. That didn't work. Right. I'm sorry.
0: That was terrible. Edit that out. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, whatever listeners we just had, I think they just clicked off. (laughs) No. And I agree with that. It. Okay. I know it's a big house. I know it's a a sorority house, at least now, but the, the, the space in between all those walls for him to just like get everywhere. It's, I mean, what is this, North Korea? We got a tunnel system going everywhere now? What the hell? Just the guys everywhere through the walls. And it's like, how big is this house? He's like Jason Fast. Oh. (laughs) And you know there's nails and shit sticking through from paintings or whatever, Mm -hmm. two by fours and stuff. It's like, how's he getting through all of this
1: that fast and I don't know. He really knows how to hustle and scurry through those walls. And I don't know, he kind of grew up in them. So he knows which ways don't have pictures hanging. I don't know, but yeah, I completely but he, agree. It's,
0: it's, it's but it's different ridiculous. when you're five instead of when you're 28 or whatever, how old he was at the time then and when he breaks out. Yeah, the eyeball thing did get overplayed a little bit. But what about, I also thought that they didn't really try to do a whole lot Originally with a lot of the kills, it seemed like all they did was just kind of rehash the ones from 74 a lot. I mean, there were a lot taken from that one. And eh.
1: yeah, I could see that. I mean, cause what, like uh, Lacey Chambers, she gets the, she, cause she kind of foreshadows her death. She's like, you know, I'm uh, my sister and, you know, bury the hatchet in her skull, which cracks me up every fucking time she says it well, both times, since I've only seen the movie twice. But it's just, it's so funny. It's so cheesy. And the way like she delivers the line. But so she got like a not a hatchet, but like um gardening tool in the back of the head because she died uh under the house. And then there was, I think it was Agnes through the ice skate, and one of the girls sliced part of her head off. Yep. Sorry, that was funny. But then yeah, but the the incorporation of like, you know, icicles and Cause there was like a glass unicorn in this one. Cause the kind of quiet, weird girl gifted it to one of the other sisters. So I think that was just kind of their way to throw in little nods, which those were fine. But the, for me, it was the eyeball that went, that took it too far. That and the incest.
0: Do you, do you want to hit on the eyeball bullshit that constantly, like not only just him peeking through all these little holes and stuff like that through the floor, through the walls. But the fact that ev- like half of the kills also in some way featured something going through the eye of somebody like the unicorn one went out, like the eye came out the back of the head. And mm-hmm. I think even in the beginning, when they put the, uh, the bag over the, the lady's head, then, uh, Agnes comes back around and then stabs her
1: yeah. in the
0: eye with a pen. And it's like, what? then they're eating the eyeballs eyeballs are christmas decorations and it's just like what was up with all this
1: i don't know and yeah the only thing i could think of was that um billy has some something with his eyes or some shit i don't know what it could possibly be but when he attacked agnes initially like when she was when they were younger he went for the eye and and then you know, took her away or whatever and left like her brand new doll laying there next to the Christmas tree without any eyes. So I don't know how the whole eye thing came into play and why that became like their, their niche or whatever. Cause it's not like, I guess I could understand if maybe he had like a, a quote, like, you know, lazy eye or something, something wrong with his eyes. And then maybe then Agnes didn't have that. And then that's kind of uh, fuels even more so the jealousy that he had, but they never go into it. The only thing I could think of was just that from a horror aspect, attacking the eyes that for me, that always gets me, always gives me the heebie-jeebies. Some people it might be needles, uh, combine the two needle in the eyes and I will be screaming for days. So just that kind of vulnerability and just like the, the squir- squirmy and squeaminess of it the gross out factor then, cause then yeah, you could have the eyes as as a tree decorations. And how would you pull eyeballs out where they're both attached to each other? Cause they're doing it pretty violently. So I can't imagine that all those veins and everything would still be attached.
0: But I don't even think they're attached to each other anyway.
1: They're attached and, and to I the...
0: Yeah. yeah, I don't think that's how that works. I don't think they understand biology. <laughs>
1: So that's where they lost you.
0: <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> well, once he started eating them, I was like, what the oh, oh for Christ's sake. Yeah. I feel like it was just more of a, a gross out factor yeah. kind of thing, is all it really was.
1: Yeah. You know, and I didn't look up any of the other kind of horror movies that came out during this time period. And if gross out and almost kind of like torture porn in a way, like if this is Its peak, or kind of around that time, you know, like your hostels and your saws and and shit like that. Where
0: when did Saw come out? When did the first
1: one? Because it was that two thousand and one or something, maybe. So Hostel came out in two thousand five.
0: Okay, so this would have been just before it. Two
1: thousand four was Saw. Yeah. So yeah, this would have
0: came out during that whole torture porn kind of thing too. So yeah, maybe that's kind of what they were
1: maybe that's it that's all they were going for was keeping up with the torture porn (laughs) so weird to say (laughs) I'm so sorry yeah (laughs) Yeah. what do you think what do you think about like rewatchability for this one for 2006
0: uh I would well just because like I said you know I I really like the cast I mean uh what did I say? Lacey Chambert, uh Michelle Tranchenberg, mm-hmm. uh what was her other was the other one? Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who
1: yeah,
0: not by now to nowadays standards, you would have just assumed she'd have been the final girl, especially with the way uh her career was. Mm-hmm. Um I I kind of like all these girls. So Katie Cassidy, I you know, mm-hmm. so for me, real watchability, I'm not watching it because of the gore or Story. I'm just watching it because it's got them in it, and that's pretty much it. Like I could mute it and be fine. So,
1: <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. What about you? Oh, I think I could absolutely watch this one again. Maybe, maybe it will become part of like my holiday, holiday watch. I'll do like a nice little mini marathon of Black Christmas. Only two. Not doing the third one. Don't fucking. Or the me. fourth one. No, i shit. I'd watch the fourth one. <laughs> But only that you first Tim- 40 seconds, yeah,
0: I was going to say, you and can watch that later.
1: <laughs> uh, anything else to add on 2006 torture, porn, black Christmas. Mm,
0: not that I can think of. No, I think I am good to go there.
1: Yeah. I can't think of anything else. Um, other than this was used or, um, you know, so Bob Clark kind of did a little bit of that backstory. And so he gave his approval for this movie. And then he kind of felt bad because it did so poorly and he was going to do a sequel, I think to the original 74, but then he unfortunately died in a car accident, him and his son, I think in 2007, that was, that was it. But why so late? My guess is that he was kind of hoping that 2006 was going to do a little better or be better received. And. I think after it wasn't then he kind of went back and was going to start to work on something based off 74 uh, but didn't get a chance to finish anything
0: because wasn't evil dead kind of the, the same thing like because of such such low budget and all that with with evil dead so when they actually came out with the remake what was it in 2000 I forget now what when that was that Even Sam Remy was like, if we're going to, if you're going to do it, do it right. And that's kind of why they kind of him and Bruce Campbell had a hand in it so that maybe they could do a better job and then build off of that with like what they couldn't do at the time. Do you suppose that's what this was?
1: I think so. I I think so. I think so. Yeah. And I think Bob's Bob Clark was kind of hoping that with, with the added backstory um, and the the special effects of 2000 that it could have more or less like enhanced what he originally gave us it unfortunately didn't but i i that that's my thought that's my guess so are you ready
0: no give me (laughs) give me one give me just 15 seconds okay (laughs) if we're gonna do this turd basket let's do this fucking right Here, here you go there uh, we go we're gonna fucking do it and it's hams so it's shit beer so if we're gonna talk about a shit movie i'm drinking a shit goddamn beer i'm not wasting my good stuff on this crap
1: so basically you loved this movie you loved it you want more of it you wished it was longer all the things
0: i gotta go <laughs> <laughs> well you clearly know how i feel how do you feel <laughs> Obviously
1: from your intro, kind of the same way, kind of the same way. I've been thinking about this. I think I've gotten to the point where I almost feel bad for this movie. I get what it was trying to do. I get, and you know what the director's kind of, um, what her goal and the story that she wanted to tell and the inspiration that she got to make this movie. That's fine. I see what you, what you were shooting for, but it didn't land it. You missed the mark by like a lot. And I think that one similar to RoboCop, you have the audacity to call yourself black Christmas and you're not, I hated the sorority house. There's no Billy. There's no Agnes. They didn't even have a house mom, I think. So there's not even a Mrs. McHenry that I could recall. If she was there, it did not last long enough. And it's like, I start the movie and I, I barely get past the title card. And I was like, this movie's so bad. And it's so boring. So fucking boring. Yeah. I, but I feel like, but like, I get the point, right? Like it's, it's pretty, ob- pretty fucking obvious. And in, in your, in your face, right? Like this, you know, post me too movie era, you know, and you know, yucky, lecherous men and everything being put into positions of power through some secret fucking society. Boring. I mean, that's not I think she could have kept with that story, but I feel like the way everything was delivered, like it was too obvious. It was just too in your face. I think she could have been, I think they could have been a lot more subtle with it and not even like a lot, like super duper subtle, but just to bring it down a few notches, I don't truly care for the whole secret society of dudes thing. And I feel like, and I don't like the that final fight scene with everyone. It's just a fucking melee.
0: Oh, it, it, uh, it reminded me of a goddamn Avengers movie is all it did to me. But like at the end,
1: but like Avengers is not even that interesting.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It wasn't, yeah, not, it wasn't even that good, but that's exactly. Oh yeah. She's on.
1: Hi Jen (laughs) Jen.
0: Jen says hi. Hi.
1: (laughs) So I, I almost feel like. The reveal of the secret society could have happened a lot sooner in the movie and then maybe to flip it now put the girls on the hunt and they're like, you know what, we're going to off these dudes and not instead of in a big, boring fight that was just kind of boring. That could have been a little better, I think.
0: Wow. You're, you're really,
1: I feel so bad for this book yeah you're really trying you're
0: really grasping at straws here i think a little (laughs) bit because first the so my first idea when the movie got when when it was done is like and like you had said it's it's not even a black christmas so is the only reason this movie ever got made is because it just has the goddamn title black christmas
1: yeah i'm not even sure how the director got a hold of like the title and the rights or anything all i'd read was that she she liked she wanted to explore kind of like the plot or the themes of the original and then but also kind of update it to make it relevant for like today post me too and all of that so did you find something more detailed and yeah so um i
0: i don't know if you're familiar with uh the blumhouse productions if you're mm-hmm. a horror buff especially in the last 10 years, maybe, maybe not that far. I mean, they've been around for 20, but they've really gotten uh, a step up recently in the last 10 years. I actually wound up somehow, and I didn't read how, but they wound up acquiring the rights to black Christmas. Okay. And so then they um, uh, approach what the hell's the director's name? I just had
1: it
0: to call. Yeah. Yeah. Sophia to call. Uh, she found out because she had done some other work for them and found out that they had the rights to it. And yeah, that's where she wanted to come in and kind of do a modern version of it herself. Okay. Is, is how that kind of came about. Yeah. And, and I, I, I saw a small interview with her. It was on the, uh, it was on the Blu-ray I have. Yes. I own it on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it was, it wasn't a very long interview, but yeah, she had mentioned that she wanted to, kind of get the political not views but the political stuff or problems that were going on in our time Mm -hmm. because i didn't realize this in the 74 version part of the reason that and you we haven't discussed this yet
1: Mm -hmm.
0: was that in 74 olivia was it jess olivia Hussey's. yep Yep. jess got pregnant and Mm -hmm. then wound up going to tell her boyfriend what was it the day of his big recital or something or audition mm-hmm.
1: where he yeah. completely bombed it. Yep.
0: And so he destroys and he's just mad as hell because he wants her to keep it. She doesn't want to. So she wanted an abortion. And this was just a year after Roe v. Wade. Yep. So that was, I, I, I kind of got to thinking about that. Cause I was like in the, in the 2018, I'm like, why are we getting so in the, in the political stream of things? I'm like, I don't, see a whole lot of these movies doing that. And then I did a little bit of research in the 74 and it's like, yeah, that was a big thing there too.
1: Yeah. And for us, like 74, that topic abortion and, and, and all of that, that's so like, you know, maybe for us, we're just like, Oh yeah, that's so that's fine. You know, that's, that's not a big deal, right? Like, yeah. Well, you know, it depends to on who you talk to. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cause it's now becoming a big thing now too. So God,
1: I don't want it. So yeah. Let me be mad about one thing at a time. <laughs> Fair,
0: enough. Fair enough. You want to go back to RoboCop and get oh that one? Oh my God.
1: <laughs> see, in that one, I was like legit pissed off about this one. I kind of feel, I just, I feel a little bad for it. <laughs> I feel so sorry for the movie. Because like I said, I see what they were trying to, what Sophia was trying to do and what she was, the kind of the story and what she wanted to incorporate and everything, but it was... I don't know. It was, it was just too much. It, it just did not work. It it felt like it was too much. And maybe because it was so obvious, it felt a smidge preachy. And don't get me wrong, I'm all for like abolishing like rape culture and the way colleges, campuses, and fraternities and shit handle cases and stuff like that. You know, yeah, your fucking 100%. Brock Turners and your fucking Brett Kavanaugh's. Your Brock Turners grow up to be Brett Kavanaugh's. I 100% agree. So it's almost like she saw that meme and was like, okay, well, how do Brock Turner's become Brett Kavanaugh's? Secret society. And it's like, it didn't even have to be that out there, you know, for an answer. It didn't have to be a secret society. I don't know. It was just, uh, I I think there could have been a better execution for it.
0: (laughs) Sorry.
1: Execution. Jesus
0: Christ. (laughs) You gotta get better
1: writers. Yeah, yeah. I'll try my best to <laughs> work on that. I'll I'll have the kids write up something. You know, the, the Lee yells at me, enough with the puns. Oh my god, with the puns. <laughs> Fair enough.
0: I'm kind of I'm kind of on his boat right now with that.
1: So. <laughs> You're welcome.
0: Well, the reason I asked about is this even a black Christmas movie, though because of of the 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 rape culture that they're that they so heavily address in this in in the remake is because at least in the 74 the the abortion and women's rights and stuff like that was it was the secondary to me it wasn't it wasn't billy it wasn't the murders and stuff like that it was a secondary thing but in this in the remake that's literally the plot line almost. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that, that she could necessarily do it less or
1: change it up much. Yeah, and then and the fact that it's like a secret society, and then there's like that supernatural aspect to it. So there's some black magical goo that they smear on their face, and then they and then the spirit of the old sexist racist inhabits them, and then they go out and. They're- <laughs> Given it like superhuman strength and shit and then one walks around with a fucking bow and arrow it's so dumb i well, so dumb so well, my favorite is they get superhuman
0: strength one of them and if you blink you miss it one of them gets beat down with a menorah oh i'm totally missed it yeah it, it's 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 not it's not very long it's about one or two seconds But one of the girls comes in with a menorah and starts beating the guy down.
1: (laughs) That's hilarious.
0: (laughs) Well, it's nice to see the Jews show up.
1: Exactly. You know, some nice little Jewish representation. The imagery of like a menorah taken down. I don't know. The man at Christmas probably means something, right? Yeah, I'm for it. Yeah, this, this one was just, it was not good. And I can't even be, I can't even be like RoboCop mad about it. I was initially when I first finished, actually, no, I was initially RoboCop mad in the first like 20 minutes of watching it. And it's so boring. (laughs) It's so boring. And everything just drags out for fucking ever. And then, you know, they're getting, instead of phone calls, they're getting like harassing texts, text messages. And they all, my God, and they all have the same exact notification sound. And then me and my bad eyes, I can't even read what the texts were say, said on screen. So I'm like, I'm guessing it's something terrible. I, I was just going to say that I
0: don't have very good eyes either. And it's like, I'm just, I was like, I could get up, pause it and read it. But I was like, I already hate this movie anyway. I'm not, I'm <laughs> oh not my- getting off my goddamn couch.
1: The exact same thought. <laughs> I was like, this movie is not worth getting up and reading what those fucking texts say. <laughs> the fact that I haven't hit stop, you're already lucky. <laughs> exactly and then even just like the cover for for the movie with the four girls all of them and their gigantic scarves I sat there and I looked oh. at that for like a full three minutes one night just giggling I was like I know this was only a few years ago but really with the gigantic fucking chunky scarves, all four of them are they also wearing leggings and uggs what the fuck yeah, uh, I, yeah. I,
0: don't, I don't even really know what else to say about that I mean I got a couple notes here but
1: yeah the uh, the last the the couple other things that I have written down was that the house was too well lit <laughs> I didn't like that <laughs> and I didn't like the house I liked the first two houses and I liked that yeah. there was darker and it was just like Christmas glowy lights and that I think in the 2006, they use a lot more red and everything and
0: what is what is your take and this is just a completely random question blinking christmas lights as as, in, as opposed to just the ones that stay on
1: i like blinky christmas lights really yeah we oh. have shut up we do have i and i only like them like i don't like them when they're like really fast blinky lights or anything like that or too crazy I like having the option of, like, the slow glow, so they slowly get brighter and then slowly get dimmer. I like that. It's cozy. You no. are not a fan,
0: I see. No, definitely not. I mean, I could drag this out for another 20 minutes about
1: believing <laughs> lights versus ones that stay on, but. Oh, shit. well, I'm am a I'm a little curious, but not enough to yeah well now maybe
0: maybe maybe we'll watch another movie that'll have that same discussion we can get on it one more a little more passionate about but this one (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah not so much yeah yeah the only, and then so the only other real thing that I have written down is that um the one the one Jewish girl that was talking to Riley and you know gave her a gift or whatever she's like from this Jew to you you know happy holidays and she's packing and she's getting ready to go home and she has a cat Claudette that she goes looking for and ends up leading to her death. Uh, I thought that was a nice little touch, nice little callback to 74 because Mrs. McHenry's cat was Claude and mm-hmm. that's who she was looking for when she got killed. And let's see. Oh, I guess that's about it. Yeah, that's all I got for 2019.
0: I got I just got a, a few notes here. Not that I'm looking to drag this out, but
1: <laughs> just love talking about this movie.
0: Well, because it, it, watching this kind of brought up some questions that I that I was thinking about that I hadn't really thought of before. So like a lot of so it seems like with a lot of these remakes, especially here recently, it seems like a lot of them are incorporating more of the political views in, in into these movies. And having just talked about the uh, the abortion and women's rights thing in 74, I started thinking about it a little more. And I'm like, wait a minute, didn't some of the originals that we've already covered kind of have some of the same things going on as well, too? Like we discussed in RoboCop, like that was supposed to be a parody on, mm-hmm. on the, uh, Reagan's politics back in, uh, back in the 80s. So I, I, does anything else stand out to you as far as like, maybe not even original versus remakes that we've done, but movies that maybe you liked that you're now kind of thinking about like, wait a minute. Yeah, this was kind of maybe the political thing going on at the time. And now you can see like a similarity or something like that.
1: I'm, I'm sure there are. I can't think of any off the top of my head but I'm I'm sure there are, and I'm sure this will be a trend that will continue. I don't think it's a, you know, it's not a new trend. Clearly, you know, we saw in 74 and everything. I just hope that it's it's done where it feels more natural, Mm -hmm. where this just felt so like, here's my message. Cool. We get it. I got it. And then here's my message. Great. Great. Can, can people start dying? Here's my, oh my God. (laughs) you're I I'm with you but you're kind of pushing me away because you're pissing me off with it we heard you the first eight times all right now start getting to the gore but again this one it was just so like force feeding it I don't want it I've had enough full
0: no and and I and I actually agree I, I I do agree with that I feel but I also feel like as as we go further back in some of these movies like while there is maybe a undertone or reference to some of the political ideals and stuff like that or problems or, or cultural issues at the time, as we start moving forward, they become more and more of the plot. So now it's like now all you got to do is read the newspaper, Oh, um, uh, you know, uh, well, with the with the rape culture in, in campuses. Oh, that seems to be a big thing. OK, let's do that. Uh, how yeah. do we turn it into a horror movie? Uh, well, uh, I think we can get the rights to Hellraiser. Let's just put pinhead <laughs> in there for, tw- uh, 10 minutes and we can call it Hellraiser and push that political agenda. You know, like, I feel like that's what the, that's all. This is a lot of these remakes have become lately. I could absolutely see that.
1: Yeah. And, you know, and like I said, I don't, I don't mind if there's, you know, a message, but just not, not so. Obvious and in the face, you know, give us a thinker or something. I don't know, but. So I don't necessarily have issues with that, but you know, when I'm sitting down to watch a horror movie, I I expect, I have very few expectations. One of them is just death and like a fair amount of it. And, you know, maybe some decent kills, something kind of that, you know, really kind of gets you 2019 black Christmas is rated PG 13 and PG 13. Yeah. Uh, horror movies rely way too heavily on jump scares to the point where you're oh, like, yes. it's, it's going to happen here. Yep. There it happened. Oh, it's going to happen. Yeah. So a lot of that shit just, it just gets so tiresome. So. And, and in terms of like rewatchability, absolutely not. <laughs> no, no, no.
0: I, I, I wasted five bucks. That's, that's all I'm saying. It's, it's, it's going in the bin. So
1: I'm so sorry. I streamed this one for free. Oh, this one was on HBO, but the other two, I streamed with ads. Cause I didn't want to pay for them. Although 74 might be worth an investment in buying. Cause that's, that I did buy it on great.
0: Blu-ray and there, and I haven't had a chance. To, I mean, they've got like four different commentary tracks behind the scenes and stuff with it. I have. I was going to try to watch it today, but I got sidetracked with some of the other stuff I was trying to research. So I didn't get a chance to see some of the other stuff.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. That, that'd be, that's a lot of good content right there.
0: Yeah. I I can't wait to get back into it. So would you, would you classify, what would you classify the
1: 2006 as? I would consider that one to be, you know, maybe a reboot. Versus like a straight remake, is that what you were asking?
0: Yes, yes, that's exactly what I was asking. Um, um
1: I, I mean, you know what? No, I take that back. I consider two thousand six to be a remake. I don't think that there's really enough changes made to consider it to be a reboot or a reimagining. All they did was just they kept they kept all the same stuff from seventy four. They just gave us a Billy backstory. And, and as to why he's killing and confirming that it is Billy that's doing the killing, well, Billy and his sister, but you know what I mean, yeah. So that's where I rank, that's where I put 2006 Black Christmas as a remake. What about you?
0: See, and I don't know that you could pick any single one, uh, uh reboot, remake, or reimagining and be wrong with, with the 2006. I Fair. really don't because yeah. I feel like you could say that there was enough of a, of a change in the 2006 to call it a reimagining because of the backstory or because of the introduction of at least Agnes as a character instead of just a name mm-hmm. or even just Billy for that matter, an actual character. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to call it a reboot. Yeah. With the backstory and showing where he comes up. Yeah. It's a, it's a, now we actually got some backstory to it all and all that. But if you wanted to call it a reboot, uh, they've referenced everything in the first one. It's just now we got a little more, so it's a little different. A lot of the kills are the mostly the same for them. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't feel like I could be wrong on any of those definitions.
1: That's fair. I would agree. I definitely between remake and reboot. I'm a little uh, not so sure about a reimagining, but I could absolutely see how any single person would categorize. 2006 black Christmas and, e- and any one of them. So fair enough. And
0: one of the other things I want to say is, so even if we, whatever you want to call it a reboot or remake, remake, reboot, or reimagining, uh, because uh, I don't want to say I, I grew up with the cast, but I am f- quite familiar with uh, quite a bit of their work. Mm-hmm. That is, is it maybe because, Like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of feeling like remakes that are done like in that 2005, 2000, maybe 11, 12, because it's a lot of those people that are in these remakes, you kind of got a little more leeway for, because the cast to this one in 2018 or 19, what what was it? 18, 19, 19.
1: 19.
0: Yeah. It, I, I I know absolutely other than uh, Carrie Eels. Mm -hmm. that's the only one i know none of these other people i know or even necessarily give a shit about (laughs) so is it do you think that with by not having because at least 2006 had what was it andrea martin yes yep from the original so at least you had something Mm -hmm. so even if you even if you were because granted that's 32 years later Mm -hmm. they did a whatever (laughs) re that at least it was like oh you know she's gonna be in it at least you know you got some tie to it yes and like i said for us because of the names that we know the growing up yeah okay so we know them we've seen a bunch of their other stuff we kind of like them you know we give it a shot but Mm -hmm. then it's like you got like the cast from nightmare and friday other than like maybe one two names I don't, and those are only the small parts. The rest of them, I don't know shit about. Mm -mm, And so I'm just like, well, I'm already not interested in the cast. So
1: yeah, I think that can also have a lot to do with it. And I want it on record that I went into 2019, like with a very positive mindset. I wanted to like it. I wanted to give it a shot. I was, I was telling a friend, um, she hosts another podcast. It's a fandom thing. Uh, Aaron, I was like, wouldn't that be the twist <laughs> the listeners want? Was that I didn't hate 2019 black Christmas. So I tried, I really, really tried. But again, I got to the title card and I was like, I'm done.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So I tried for like five minutes, <laughs>
0: So Virginia and, and me watched, uh, together the 74 and the two th- in the 2006, uh, she had to work today. Cause I had to watch it this, uh, this morning. And as I was watching it, I'm like, God damn, she's the lucky one. She's at work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> God damn it. I wish I could have missed it.
1: Yeah. She really dodged that
0: one. Well, I'm still going to make her watch it though. I just <sighs> won't be around. I'll be like, no, you have to watch it. I'm not watching it with you though.
1: That's, that's so mean, you just, since you had to go through it now, she has to as well. So you guys can share in that pain and trauma and become closer as a couple.
0: Isn't that what marriage is all about? Just being miserable together.
1: Yeah, sure. See, see, (laughs) see, (laughs) see,
0: which is why I'm all for gay marriage. If I got to be miserable, so can everybody else.
1: (laughs) That's what I'm saying. If they want it, let them have it. You know, all the jokes (laughs) and everything I fine. also like more weddings more cake who doesn't fucking love cake man
0: to be fair be fair i have i haven't been to one but i hear gay weddings are just awesome like they go all out for that stuff i will go to one and i will i will totally be there just ready to party i want to go to one i'll look online see if i can't find one around here and (laughs) see if i can't crash it
1: Awesome. I love having plans. All right. So let's rank our remakes. The ones one last that we- thing. God damn it.
0: Well, this is a real quick one. This okay, is not okay. a discussion. All right. Well,
1: maybe Jeez, you son of a bitch. So
0: do you know what those masks were that they were wearing? The, the frat boys.
1: I, I thought for a hot second to look it up and then I just didn't care anymore.
0: So no, so they were. So they were used in the 18th century and they were put on the women Who would nag too much to shut them up and it was a considered uh they had to wear them around in public and they were considered a thing of shame
1: seriously yeah seriously yep so then what was the point of them wearing it of the men wearing it as i'm not so sure
0: what why they were necessarily wearing it but yeah it was it was a it was a device used in the 18th century to to shut the women up, the nagging wives. And it was considered a a form of punishment and humiliation. It would have been a lot more
1: interesting if they had used those masks and placed it on the dead women's bodies, you know, after they killed them and stuff as to maintain Mm. like the, the true history of the masks. And then incorporating that again in this very heavy handed (laughs) with (laughs) the message and everything and work it in that way. I don't, it makes even less sense for the men to wear it unless it was it was just the pledges though, right? So was it a way as part I of their so. uh, hazing or whatever, their initiation? initiation? So they're, they're possessed by the spirit of the racist and sexist. And then given human strength, superhuman strength, because they also don't speak. Because when Landon, one of the, one of the nice guys, when he first starts getting initiated or whatever, uh, he doesn't speak. They break the spell and then he, he snaps out of it. So could it have be, be tied into all of kind of that, the way hazing you know rituals and the way, you know, kind of that culture and everything is done and looked at pledges are, are looked down upon and subjected to abuse and crazy shit. So why yeah, not more of
0: a, like a more of a submissive role. Yeah. Like, the, like they were kept talking about in the, uh, during the movie as women are supposed to be submissive and all that yeah I don't know that's it it could be
1: that's actually a good point maybe maybe the only kind of interesting thing in this movie everything was so fucking predictable everything Carrie Ells Eloise whatever his character predictable just let's rank our remakes (laughs) (laughs) well you son of a bitch we
0: talked we talked vaguely I mean, granted, there wasn't much to say about 74's ending, but we didn't really go into 2006 or the 2019 necessarily how the movie end because we skipped over the entire ending of 2006.
1: Yeah. What'd you think of, cause let's see the Claire's sister dies. Katie Cassidy is, she's the final girl. She takes out both Agnes and Billy in the hospital.
0: Yeah. Cause they wind up all just being there.
1: Yep. So I I don't know. It was a pretty, uh, nothing really stood out or that that I liked or didn't like. I don't know. I felt like it was a a pretty standard kind of basic cookie cutter horror movie ending. Uh, They thought they're safe. They get someplace where they think they'll be safe and then they're not. And then there's that one last final battle with the final girl and the killer or killers. Final girl wins.
0: Because to me, it felt like... (sighs) they could have just had had uh had agnes and billy just die in the fire mm-hmm. and be done with it. It, it the whole the whole ending in the hospital just seems like well through editing we're short 14 <laughs> minutes what do you want to do <laughs> now let's just drag it out a little more add add another a couple more deaths and blah, wow, that was it
1: yeah But I mean, we get that that happens a lot in, especially in horror movies, you know, the paramedics, the the police and paramedics all finally get there. Everyone thinks that, oh, oh, the nightmare's over. Oh, we're done. We're safe, you know? And then it's ha ha dead killer. Isn't actually dead one last battle where it's just, just the two main characters. Well, in this case, the three, but so it was, I didn't, yeah, like I said, pretty standard, pretty cookie cutter. So.
0: And then what about, what about the ending for,
1: I'm going to, you know, I'm going to let you describe it and talk about it. I just want to get you riled up again. God damn it. Ar- <laughs> so whatever they, there's that big fucking battle of the sexes and like, he's just cracking up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just having a good time You're with it. Now asshole. that I know how to press, now
1: that I know how to press your buttons, I'm going to be pressing a lot. Oh more. God. Make me watch shitty movies and then ask me about them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll let you do all the work. Sure. I'm just a guest.
1: Yeah, it's it's whatever. I don't I, it was kind of dumb. You know, so they they fight and they break the the bust of the sexist racist and that's where all the magic goo is. And so there's no more magic goo, so the spell is all broken. So the the final girls the the last of them all get out of the cuz they've set the place on fire and they've gotten out of the house whatever building it was. And then they just watch it burn. Okay, great. But what about every fucking generation before that, that left that secret society? They are out in the world. They are out in Congress and in our courtrooms and shit like that. So it's like, (gasps) oh, you guys, like uh, I didn't, it was just kind of dumb.
0: I love that. I love that. What if every asshole in Congress died? Because they were all part of that. That that would (gasps) have been,
1: that would have made the move. I think that would have, could have saved it. Is if then after that, we get a shot of, yeah, all these, all these figures, these powerful, powerful men just dropping. That would have been nice, but we didn't even fucking get that. So what the fuck did they fix? What did they?
0: Could you imagine they, they, they show a clip, like they, 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 they do this like montage or something like during the. during the credits and it's like all these people fallen dead and i'm not saying i want anybody dead but i'm saying what if you had just a, a video of maybe the president of the time
1: you know maybe going down yeah it was very it was considering considering the theme of the movie that didn't it didn't fix anything it didn't solve the big overarching problem right You got rid of that secret society, but these men still exist. They're still out there. That would have been a great if there was, like you said, a montage during the clip of just watching dudes just fucking drop or get dusted, like they've been Thanosed.
0: That would have been awesome. Or, and speaking of Thanos, like I said earlier, that when the when the one guy inductees or Mm -hmm. what the hell what do they call them the the pledges or whatever yeah pledges. When he gets the arrow in the, in the back and it's one of the, the, the lead character, one of the lead characters that left the other, I don't even know their names. I do not even bother looking it up. (laughs) And then it's like, she says something that's supposed to be funny, but I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And then it's like, and then it like widens up and there's a bunch, like you said, a bunch of those other uh, sorority girls and Mm -hmm. stuff. Like that, it was. They were definitely going for some sort of Avengers kind of <laughs> thing. there go I was waiting for that awesome music to play, and then <laughs> I was like, "Cause I had been all up for that. Avengers music, fucking rocks." But
1: now, what if they had? You know, we realized the secret society for. I. I guess I keep want to want to keep talking about it and find ways to fix this fucking thing. But so we get the reveal of the secret society in that confrontation or whatever. They're, they've gone out. They started off in uh, the different sororities. And we we get introduced to that group of final girls from the different sororities a little sooner. What, do you, what would you have thought of that? I mean, now we've got a whole new faces halfway through the movie that we're supposed to maybe kind of give a shit about. But we get to go see them like kick some ass. They go out and start hunting down the pledges or whatever, the secret I- society.
0: Yeah, I, I like that idea, but what I also think, you're, but what I'm also thinking is what if there are other frat houses across the nation doing that and they have their own, so it's not even that they're all centralized. Like it's in this one in the 2019, it's Hawthorne But mm-hmm. in, in another one, it's a different racist or racist, sexist guy, and they have their own mm-hmm. too. So maybe not in, ah, shit, no, maybe not all of Congress goes down but maybe we get a few yeah but you know something like that you know i thought that that kind of sparked an idea when you were talking about that like you could you could do different things with that Mm -hmm. as far as sequels yeah which means this didn't even have to be a black christmas movie you could have had your own franchise with this
1: exactly so as like a a basic pg-13 horror movie without the black christmas title it's i mean aside from its very heavy-handed themes and everything it's Fine if you're into that. But yeah, again, having that Black Christmas title and then not having any other ties to Black Christmas, that's that's a big problem. <laughs> As we all know from Robocop, I have issues with that shit.
0: <laughs> all right. I am now officially done with all my notes. Please proceed with your question. <laughs> all right.
1: I just want to get to ranking our remakes. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's all fair. right. All right. So for you, out of our remakes that we have covered so far, where is Black Christmas? Ooh, because we gotta put, we gotta rank both of them, or 2016 and 2019.
0: I was just gonna ask, are we are we gonna do both?
1: Yep. So we've ah. got Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the Thirteenth, RoboCop, Little Shop of Horrors, Evil Dead, and Black Christmas, and How Dare You Call Yourself Black Christmas?
0: I like your title better for the Thanks. third one there.
1: <laughs> uh for me
0: just in just as far as remakes go against each other it's still gonna be little shop no i'm trying uh, evil dead yeah it's gonna be robocop i'm gonna go 2006 black christmas okay or black xmas whichever one you want to call it Cause on the DVD, it says black Xmas, but then when you put the DVD in, it says black Christmas. So I don't know fucking whatever they're doing.
1: I think I had read that, um, the Xmas with, you know, X is that's got like some of the additional, uh, footage or something They kind of kick up maybe some of the kill scenes or something. So they, that was, I think I read that, that a, a year oh, after mean. a year after it came out, they came out with like the, the director's cut or whatever. So entitled it black Xmas. I just
0: thought it was like yeah we already but we already paid for the goddamn cover screw it whatever we're fine with it <laughs> so yeah 2006 black christmas oh jesus christ now we're getting to the shit to the shit i know um i'm gonna go oh you know what fuck it i'm gonna go uh friday the 13th okay oh i wish i had a coin on me i'd just flip it at this right? point right <laughs> Uh, I am going. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I didn't, I never thought I'd say this. I'm gonna go with uh, Nightmare and then the Black Christmas remake, uh, Oof. 2019.
1: Damn, you like freshly uh, mad at it, like I was freshly mad at RoboCop. I, I, like I said, I don't think I will
0: ever watch this remake ever, ever again, but at least with Nightmare. If I'm watching all the other ones, fuck it. I'll put it in. I'm probably not paying attention, but at least I'll rewatch it. I won't be doing that with with the remake, period. Mm -mm. What about you?
1: All right. Well, it's uh, Little Shop number one. Evil Dead is second. And then I'm going to go 2006 Black Christmas Mm. for my third spot. Fourth, RoboCop. Slightly less oh, mad. Oh, who do, who do finally know. coming around. <laughs> well, look at the shit I've got left. <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: Well, before you had RoboCop underneath Friday the Thirteenth. So, what changed there?
1: Enough time has passed where I'm no longer that mad about it. I'm still mad, but I've calmed down a little bit. And even while I was editing RoboCop, I was like, you know, with your rewatchability and whatnot, your points there. I was like, those are some valid points. This is something that I could put on for the kids and all of that. So it's. Got that going for it, where, yeah, I may actually end up on accident rewatching part of RoboCop, the remake. Oh, you're, you're going to wind up
0: watching it again. I know you will. Not I on purpose. You <laughs> yes, you will. I guarantee it. At some point, not, you it's will. It's
1: not going to be family. I swear to God. I, and then let's see for the fifth, sixth and seventh. It really could be any fucking order. But I, for today, number five is uh, Friday the 13th stupendous tits <laughs> and then 2019 black christmas and then nightmare I'm throwing nightmare way down there just because that one does just really really just upset me too so so yeah what
0: a, i mean clearly we both we we both hate 2019 so i'm just going to disregard that one out of the whole subject okay what about original versus remake did you Did you really like the idea of the backstory and all that stuff, or would you still just prefer the 74 version?
1: Oh, I'd absolutely prefer the 74 version. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'd absolutely take the original over the remake. I just, I like not knowing I like that. And again, you know, I saw 2006 first, so I already was given the backstory of Billy. So when watching the 74 version for the very first time I was kind of waiting, like, well, when are they going to let us know about Billy and like the shit that happened to him? And then they never did. And I was like, I love it. I love it so much. So definitely 74 final answer. All right. right. Any other stray observations or, uh, you think we hit them all today? Uh,
0: I thought it was kind of funny in the 74. I got a couple minutes here. I, I thought it was kind of funny in the 74 version when you saw Billy coming down the ladder. Clearly it was the camera guy because he only ever used one hand to climb down the ladder. (laughs) Yeah, not not two hands like you would normally do. I thought that was kind of funny actually (laughs) myself. I was like, what the hell? Oh, and I wanted to ask you this. Yes. And I I don't know what you want to say about it. What was, what was actually said during the phone calls, especially that first one in 74. How would you have dealt with that first call when, with all the language that he used? And I don't know if you want to use some of that language here. I'm going to leave that up to you.
1: Yeah. The, so I'd read that, like the, first of all, that the, uh, the, the lines, the dialogue of the obscene calls, I mean, he's calling, them. Um, it's, it's, it's very vulgar, very vulgar. Mm-hmm. I think even for like 74 and even for today
0: it's very, oh, yeah. just like,
1: oh my God. But yeah, he calls them like cons and like pay, like they're just nasty. But that, that, uh, that dialogue was dubbed in, in post. And so it was, the actresses were just kind of reacting to whatever Bob Clark was just happened to be shouting at them at the time during filming, because he wanted to maintain a little bit, you know, they're not so much of like a, of a reaction that you would have, I would think after hearing some of that shit of just being like pissed off and disgusted and, and grossed out and mad and angry about it so i think i would have been like margot kidder's character barb and just been like fuck off what the fuck are you doing and even in 2006 one of the girls was just like fuck out of here or whatever you know a little sassier about it um and then i would have just and then if they would have continued i would have just unplugged the phone yeah i just I,
0: I just wanted to get your take on it because i know they did do it they they the phone call in post mm-hmm. and I know that the director was just shouting stuff at him but I can't imagine anything he was shouting was what they put in post no like even I as as a human being couldn't well is whatever human being I am
1: <laughs> it, it, it's
0: up for debate yeah. yeah I was gonna say it's up <laughs> for debate to most people but just to say that just to use those words to your cast especially an all-female mm-hmm. cast at that point and using the using the words that the, they dubbed over, I would have been like, I like, you You see some of these other movies where it's not even just words. Like you, you watch a movie, like I spit on your grave mm-hmm. and it's like, how do you as an actor do that
1: mm-hmm. to
0: the actress and to, mm-hmm. to sell it? Like that would just, I, I, I could never do anything like that. Oh it,
1: no. Yeah. I'd be absolutely terrified it would be really, really fucking tough. Yeah, I don't imagine Bob was yelling anything that we ended up hearing from the phone calls, but I think it was just yelling. I mean, what I read didn't go into detail, but he was just trying to get some uh, some reaction, but not like a major one. He wanted to kind of keep their reactions a bit more like subdued or uh, I can't remember what I read, but yeah, as an actor though, that would be, That would not be fun. That'd be kind of difficult, but you know, they're actors. They get paid for that. They, and then they, they get, get to go to therapy and and talk about it and deal with it that way and yeah, be fine.
0: (laughs) Cause I actually kind of was watching the 74, like the words he was using. I was like, like some of the expressions on the women's face. I'm like, that's, that's all you got. Mm -hmm. Did you just hear what he said? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I kind of, yeah, now that you say that he wasn't, he wasn't probably saying those things that makes a lot more sense. So
1: yeah. And I also Good on of, him though. Yeah. And I do like that in the 2006 version with the phone calls, they never, they weren't obscene, but they were just very disturbing with the, mm-hmm. you know, my family now and the crying and screaming or whatever, you know? So I guess I kind of appreciated that they took it out there, but then, yeah, then they gave us sister daughter. So yeah.
0: Trade well, off. I was gonna say, then also in the '74. I mean, even that first phone call isn't as creepy as when he is when he called back. I think it was either the second or third time when he talks about, you know, you just cut it off like a wart, mm-hmm. having heard the conversation in the house that uh, yeah Jess had with her boyfriend. That yep. was that was sold a lot more creepier than spewing out just a bunch of you know hateful language. So mm-hmm.
1: yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And then God damn it. There was something else I just thought of as we're talking about the language and the phone calls, I feel like it'll come to me. Eh, it's not going to come to me
0: if it does just edit it in.
1: Yeah. I'll just toss it in at the end. So this was what I was thinking about. <laughs> this is what I wanted to say, but this has been, this has been a great conversation. Thank you for joining me today, dozer and, uh, sitting through. 2019's, whatever the fuck that was.
0: <laughs> Whose idea was it to do Black Christmas? I feel like it was yours.
1: I think it was mine, but that wasn't my, that's not my Robocop revenge. Oh, this has to qualify.
0: <laughs> that's not fair. You don't get to hang another one over my head.
1: All right, fine, fine. This is my Robocop revenge. We are now even. We get to start all over. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening today. And yes, again, thank you dozer for joining me. And we will be back with another original versus, versus remake when our schedules allow for it. But, uh, in the can meantime, we, hmm?
0: can we just, should we say what date we're recording this? Cause I feel like the listeners are going to get a bad idea about me. Why? Well, I'm going to say that is this is now December 2nd. This is coming out for Christmas, right? Yes. Yes. So, the only reason I'm wearing a goddamn Cowboys jersey here, (laughs) listeners.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. We're back to this.
0: (laughs) I want to make this absolutely clear. I goddamn hate the Cowboys, but this is December 2nd, and goddamn, Mike McCarthy's out, so Don Quinn, or Dan Quinn, is coaching. And we got uh, Alvin Kamara out tonight against the Saints, and it's only four and a half. So I'm putting money on the goddamn Cowboys. You heard it here. Four weeks later. Don't, 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 don't worry. I, like I said earlier, I've got plenty of other jerseys. This is a one-time thing
1: I'm hoping in this year. Cause I goddamn hate the Cowboys. I love how you're so like defensive about it. And you're just like, I need to explain my shit. <laughs> well, if I was wearing a
0: goddamn chargers one, I wouldn't feel so bad about it. But <laughs> the Cowboys, I feel like this is, this is literally the second worst Jersey I could ever wear.
1: I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's it's almost as bad as 2019 black Christmas scene and cowboy in a cowboy's jersey yeah i just made me depressed I said, it. I said what i said anyways we will be back <laughs> and until then hope you guys enjoyed it uh happy holidays and all of that good stuff and keep streaming bye bye if you're enjoying this podcast be sure to let me know by rating and reviewing wherever you get your podcast fix follow me on twitter at streaming bubble find me on facebook and instagram as my streaming bubble Have thoughts, suggestions, questions, or want to be tolerated? Email me at mystreamingbubble at gmail.com. If you want to show your love and support for this little old podcast in monetary form, search mystreamingbubble over at buymeacoffee.com and buy me a cheese wedge. And if you want to take that love and support to the next level, head over to Redbubble where you can find and purchase mystreamingbubble merch. All monetary support goes right back into this podcast from new recording equipment to night cheese. Thanks for your support and keep streaming.